This week on High Spots and Cheap Pops Podcast, the Forbidden Door has been announced. What impact does it have on the wrestling industry? Wardlow and Lance Archer, two big men going at it. We're going to get into that particular match. Wardlow's expanded moveset, including some aerial moves. We're going to talk about Hook and Danhausen, Randy Orton's 20th anniversary and where he stands in the history during wrestling. See ya, Punk Hangman. Of course, we got Sammy Guevara, Owen Hart Cup, and many, many more things here on High Spots and Cheap Pops with Silicon Sea Valley. And on the other side, my boy, Lottie Dottie, he liked the party. Lottie Dottie, that was a brilliant opening monologue. Well written, my friend. Thank you. That's why he's not the head writer for no reason, folks. That's why I get paid millions. You get paid millions of, in love. Millions in love. I do. I do. Karmic love, my friend. Yeah, I do. And uh, and it's priceless, man. So, But now it's good to be back. A uh, little stretch off. But, you know, uh, we've been monitoring everything and communicating. And now we're, tonight we're sitting down and we're going to touch on a couple of different topics. Well, a lot of stuff's went down. I actually had COVID, for those of you who didn't know. And I beat COVID's ass. I'm feeling better. I still have the sense of smell, so I'm lucky. Lucky at that, that I was lucky because I wasn't too far off from my um, from my third booster shot, my third shot. I think that had a major part to do with it, and I just did everything that everyone told me to do, including yourself, that helped me get through it as well as I possibly could. So I was beat up a couple of days, but overall not too, too bad. So we're back now. We're a lot to talk about since the last time we got together. And we're going to lead it off with, with the Forbidden Door, the big announcement, Tony Khan and president of New Japan Pro Wrestling. They're having a joint pay-per-view. Lottie Dottie, what was your reaction to this great news here? That was hit Dynamite. That's his past Dynamite, but the one before with Adam Cole actually interrupting. Yeah, and you know what? I got to tell you, I don't know if we're, we might differ in opinion on this, but I didn't like that. Uh, that angle to this at all like tony khan's like react reaction and facials to different things was a little bit surprising too a little almost unnerving in ways just overacting like and i don't know what the deal is but like having adam cole out there doing the announcement to me sort of took away from it and i'm not saying tony khan necessarily has to do it himself but the way they presented it i was a little bit surprised at it seemed a little hokey to me. So, um, but yeah, like honestly, like um, I'm looking forward to a couple matches here. I'm not the biggest Japanese uh, wrestling fan. Much like actually, I, most of my knowledge is coming from you in terms of which matches to watch, which I've followed through. And I'm like, I've seen some great, great matches myself, you know? Uh, but it's going to be intriguing to see this combination here on American soil and how they adapt to our style as well. So it's an interesting experiment going on. I'm interested. I'm sure I'm going to watch the pay-per-view. And um, I'm I'm really intrigued by seeing which matchups they decided to go and roll with on this event. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be something else, I think. But I just would have, I would have just handled it differently. Have an announcer or something, JR, somebody else announce, make the announcement of what's going on versus – 
Tony Khan definitely does not feel comfortable in front of the camera. And it's really evident. And I think it sort of took away because he had like the real like serious president of new uh, of New Japan. And then Tony, even what he was wearing, it was like a jacket with like skulls on it that he got at like Forever 21 or like, I don't know, something like that. And uh, he's just like, he's like, like when they cut to like Jay White's music, he's like, like one of these, you know, like so over the top. Like, who's that? Well, I don't know, man. Your sound guy just, your sound guy just hit the button. It's like not a surprise. He didn't just walk out here with no music. You guys rehearsed this, Tony. Yeah. I, you know, Tony Khan, I think, is doing his best attempt to be more like Vince McMahon, which I think he needs to chill with a little bit. And look, I, I, I don't love Tony on camera. He's not, the camera doesn't love him. There certainly doesn't love his voice. He no. sounds like a 15-year-old boy. Come on, guys. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Ooh, Tony cursed. But he, now he's going to he's gonna tweet at somebody who was bullying him, and he'll come off like a dick. And Bishop will talk about him. It's a vicious cycle. Bishop, yeah, he's so like, he, he sounds like an extra from the movie The Sandlot. I didn't love it. I'm with you. I didn't love it. I, I didn't. It did seem hokey. Hokey is a good word. I thought it was cheesy would be another word. Uh, yeah. Over over dramatic, and yeah. the the president of New Japan. You figure the guy looked annoyed at best, and yes, yes. Tony, and was he annoyed because it was such a bad spot, or was he in just playing the part? I don't know. Um, the one thing you gotta love is it's Bullet Club all over the place. Bullet Club is going to be all over this paper. I am now almost thinking: is there a possibility that you're going to see the Omega Bucks faction? come together for at least one pay-per-view and then have like a build a little bit of an alliance first and then implode because this is something that the bullet club has wanted to tell the story of the bullet club on this big of a scale for a very, very long time. And you have pretty much everybody except for leader number one and leader number two at AJ and Finn Balor, which we'll get into a little bit later on. Uh, You have everybody there except them two. Everybody. And the history is much bigger than what Finn Balor and AJ Styles brought to that group, even though Finn Balor was the birthday. So that's what got me excited. However, I'm, I agree with you. It seemed indie. They're coming off very much recently like an indie show. And he's coming off. He just I, He's just not a believable promoter, and he's a great promoter, but he's not believable on camera as much as maybe he believes he could be. But he doesn't deliver his lines well. He doesn't – I mean, his announcements are fine. But when he has to act, I haven't liked that. I'm with you, man. I'm not my, not – my socks weren't blown off. At the end of the day, it's not going to matter all that much. It's going to matter what kind of build you have and what the matches are going to be. All right. Yeah, I agree with that. It just, uh, you know, it, it's, it, I, it, I think it's kind of cool that you and I are on the same page with this because you felt that I felt that I'm like, this could have been done and presented in a much grander scale. And this is one of the sort of production notes that they need to like consider, especially if they want to like compete with the juggernaut, the WWE is currently, I mean, and you look at the production of the show that truly lies. Like there's, there's the major difference. You've used the term indie show quite a few times in recent weeks. That's... And and that's where, like, you know, if you want to gain, you know, additional viewers 
And this actually is my one question for you, like about this pay-per-view. I think anybody who watches AEW is going to get it anyways. How many more people and to their audience will this event that you, do you think will like add to their ratings? Do you think you're going to generate more of an audience? I don't think so either. I think it's going to be almost a stagnant event where, you know, for those not, I'm not going to say few, there's just quite a few of us like you, myself, we're going to watch it. We want to know what happens. We want to be in on this story from this point forward. Mm-hmm. You know, you and you much further beyond, but this yeah. is a major chapter right now on the soil. So um, yeah, I just that's where I think there's a bigger difference between AEW and WWE right there. And I mean, truthfully, like short of like the the, the um, Vince's role in WrestleMania taking the worst stunner in history, he hasn't really been around much other than theory, Austin theory, and previous to that wasn't all that much at all for a while. So yeah. like they've been producing in that manner with, without having the figurehead out there. And we've been seeing more and more in Tony. And if he's going to do this, he's got to get way more comfortable out there. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason that he can't send Tony Schiavone, specifically Tony Schiavone, to do that. Because Schiavone can give you the acting. Schiavone can be basically the the speaking head of Tony Khan. Uh, He's better suited for it. Uh, I really agree with you there. Um, But, I mean, at the end of the day, I I think with the second time I've said that, but to be honest with you, I think that it's going to – I just don't like the fact that it just made both companies not look very big. That's that's where I, I – And but to your point, I, I think this is going to be maybe some New Japan guys who are not checking out AEW. They'll be able to, to check it out. But it's not going to build – this This event is specifically for the, the big fans. It's specifically for those people, and it's specifically for guys like Kenny Omega and Jay White and those guys who wanted to tell a more detailed story about the Bullet Club. They get that opportunity to do so. You also get to see possibly Okada versus CM Punk. You get to see some great – so my question is, as Jay White, you've already shown the world. Right. He's, there's not a lot of mystique around Jay White either. He's not known. He doesn't look – Let's be honest. Jay White looks like a good wrestler, but you got to get to know Jay White before you really get to know how great he is. Right. They could have had a lot of different guys come out. I think Jay White's the wrong kind of guy. Maybe you had another legend or another guy from New Japan. Could you have Okada show up? I mean, Okada with with the New Japan Championship. The IWGP World Championship on television. That's how that would be a way to introduce it and then maybe you have a way where you have him and they and he's gonna and you make the make that match right now whoever the champion is the aew champion whoever that will be will face whoever the new japan pro wrestling champion is and then you have okada come out right there that that generates buzz it brings class and it honestly everyone knows about the legend of kazuchika okada but how many people have heard about kazuchika okada but have not watched a match Give them a little peek to who they are because there is an aura that that guy comes out the way he dresses, the way he walks. There is something. He doesn't just have great matches. The guy has a lot of chemistry that you don't really notice unless you watch him. Yeah. You know, the way, like thinking about it, just off the top of my head, the way I would have handled this, like, especially when they announced the president of new Japan, I would have had like a big, like, like, you know, fireworks, explosives going off a classy sort of, you know, 
uh, late show or whatever the case might be, having him walk out like dignified. And maybe I believe Ishii was there that night. And I'm sure there was probably somebody else who could have liked looked the part and just walk out with him representing new Japan. And then you might have Adam Cole, you know, being brazen and, and interrupting. And then you bring out Jay white to back up Adam Cole and what he just said. So now we're starting to see some parameters, but they didn't even do that. Yeah. And it it was, it was too much Tony Khan too. So we'll see, we'll see where it goes. I think you're going to start seeing an AEW, a lot of storylines start to really percolate. We would have seen Adam page and CM Punk, Let's go a little step further, but a hangman got COVID as well. He COVID attacked hangman and me at the very same time. So I have that. And I'm not you a millennial, kick, but yeah, you know. you're not a millennial cowboy, but you're Silicon Steve Valley. He's not a cowboy. And, well, he claims cowboy shit. So we got to sort of put it on the table. However, you guys both together through your bonded spirit and you're being a historian of Adam page beat COVID together. Amazing. That's cowboy shit right there. Oh my God. That's cowboy shit. So <laughs> moving right along. Well, what kind of matches before we close up the forbidden door right now, my, the one match that I am speculating, I am saying CM Punk and Kazuchika Okada will go one-on-one at the top of the card. I'm not sure where you think or stand on that, but I want to kind of yeah, get into gotta. where we it's where are we going with the bullet club right now? That's where kind of I'm, I'm interested to see what, and where's Kenny. You would assume Kenny will be back by forbidden door. I don't think they'd have the pay-per-view out. Kenny. He's uh, so, he's going to, he's going to appear. That's my opinion. opinion. You like, don't think he, he wrestles? Might, he, I don't know if he's going to wrestle, but I think he's going to appear and make an impact at the very least. And he very well, he could wrestle. But even if he can't, he needs like maybe another three to four weeks where he could, but he can just at least make appearance and make an impact and then start doing promos again and stuff. That would be at the very least. I think you're going to get that. I think we get Jay white and Kenny and something really crazy is going to that and something big is going to happen there. Huh. Cause maybe you not. still need to, because you still need to see the bucks implode with, uh, Red Dragon and Adam Cole. And I think Adam Page is going to have everything to do with that. I tell I think, you what. I think Bucks and Page are going to connect. And there's three on three there. And then you have Jay White with Red Dragon and um, Adam Cole against Omega, Bucks, and Page. I don't know if they have... I hope not. I like one-on-one matches. I want Kenny to have a one-on-one match there. Oh, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying that, that that'll be the alliances is what oh, we're yeah. looking at. Well, I, I don't, I mean, but then you got everybody else in the Bullet Club. I mean, the Bullet Club is not, is a bunch of people. You have Chase Owens. They just, in, in fact, Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson. Just dropped. Juice Robinson re-upping with New Japan Pro Wrestling, which Juice Robinson said he was thinking about retiring and being a house husband while Tony Storm kicks ass in AEW. He is not... He has turned heel, and he is now the newest member of the Bullet Club, siding with Chase Owens recently at a, a New Japan event. So the Bullet Club is much bigger than just the, the Undisputed Elite and and Jay White. So it's going to be interesting to see the story they tell. And where does Tama Tonga and his brother fall into this? 
that's where he, the other question lies. And also, their, I believe their younger brother, the big tall one who actually wrestled with AEW, yeah. Tangalawa. And um, I'm wondering where Tama Tonga is too important of a figure in Bullet Club history to not be a part of. Oh, I just don't know where he fits in right now. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. And don't forget Gallows and Anderson. <laughs> oh, God. I, I do forget about them. Who gives a fuck about Gallows and Anderson anymore? I feel bad for saying that because I love the guys. I know you are not the biggest fan. We talked about it a little bit on pre-production. I, I don't want to defend it too much anymore. There's still major parts in the Bullet Club history, so they got to be there. So there. Yeah. But they're older now. Yeah. Machine Gun Carl Anderson is not the same wrestler he was a decade ago, and you can't blame him. So that, that's all I'll say about that. And you can talk about Festus all you want. But you're not the biggest fan. I love Carl. I love Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson as, as as comedians and as entertainers. Professional wrestlers, I don't think I've seen their best work. If you talk about 2016 or not. Yeah. Gallows' best work. I saw some great G1 matches and I saw some other matches he had in New Japan. He he tore the house down often. Like I said, he just wasn't the same guy when he came to WWE. And Gallows is just a big cool a big dude who can get over in New Japan. And I I could see why he never really, really made it big here in the States. Yeah. Like the look and the size. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So and the personality. Yeah, so who knows what they're gonna do with those two legends? But um, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good show. Otherwise, and you know, like you said, Bullet uh, Bullet Club's gonna be front and center. But I think you're gonna have a separation of that storyline uh, and what's going on at the top of the hill, where it's gonna be. I think Punk versus Okada, as you mentioned. Imagine the promos Punk's gonna cut on these, like just, leading up to this. I'm looking forward right now to Punk and what he's going to bring out of Hangman Adam Page. That's going to be the interesting part because Hangman needs a good storyline. Yeah. He has not had one his entire run. It's not that he hasn't had great matches. He has, but we've talked about it. He has not had emotional great storylines to go. The one with with Cole sucks. So I'm ho- that's what I'm looking forward to mostly with CM Punk. But in terms of New Japan pro wrestling, I think Punk and Okada, Okada and Punk have both said that they are dream opponents. So I'm pretty sure that's where we're headed, meaning that I think CM Punk is definitively beating Hangman Adam Page at double or nothing. Um, But I'm really excited, and I don't know if you share this excitement, where AEW's headed right now with the storylines put in place. I think similar to a year ago, they kind of put a couple storylines on hold a little bit. And now it seems like now they're they're starting to put themselves in a place where they're going to have a couple of really... Dynamite storylines. Uh, I see what you did there. A couple of dynamite storylines going into double or nothing. And we're only a month away from double or nothing, folks. So it is, it is that we are less than a month away from double or nothing. We are less than four weeks away from double or nothing. It is happening. It is coming. So every dynamite is going to be a monster or at least should be a monster over the next few weeks. You're right. Absolutely right. By the way, one more tidbit on AEW before we move move on to what the rest of our stizzles. Big Cass rumored to be facing War Dog on Dynamite. On Dynamite, and you yep. can't 
teach that. It is big cast cast XL. I'm sorry. Let's time out. We got to make sure we don't get any copyright shit problems, right? Right, right. Yeah. Problems. Cast XL, I believe his name is. Now, Cast XL. Wow. Cast XL. Cast XL. It sounds like you're cleaning the door. Cast XL. Cast XL. Anyway, he's going to be facing on Wardlow, and you wanted to bring up, I wanted to get your thoughts and opinions. Wardlow and Lance Archer, two big men beating the living fuck out of each other, and a couple of tricks out of the sleeve. Yeah. He wasn't wearing sleeves because he had a a onesie on. Yeah. Wardlow, your thoughts on Wardlow and where he is going, where he is now in this match with Lance Archer? It's been a while since I watched a match and all of a sudden one of the guys in the ring did something where I was like, whoa, holy shit. Look at that. I didn't see that coming. That's because Ray Phoenix hasn't been on. Well, Ray Phoenix is not also Wardlow's size. Yeah, I was just kidding. Yeah, I mean, it just, it really caught me off guard. I mean, what was the first thing he did? Was that a Hurricane Rana or was that a, uh, like, almost a Frankensteiner? It was a Hurricanrana. It didn't. He okay. didn't go over to the top. He kind of did a sideways one. Yeah, yeah. He did, it, he did it like a luchador. He literally threw a luchador esque, and he whipped his yeah. body around in that manner. I mean, Wardlow is an athletic freak, man. Wow. And the fact that he that they he did this against Archer, it's like he took out a couple tricks out of his you know out of his playbook because he had to beat this bigger bastard in a different manner. And then when he hit him with the Swanton, which Truthfully, he hit it better than Jeff Evan Hardy at this point. 100%. Like, I thought the same exact. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was, it was a thing of beauty. You're right. And, um, man, the fact that he went and did this, it's just like, and, and then he cut to the reaction shots of, like, MJF, like, holy shit, I didn't know he could do this, like, all of us. And I'm like, that <laughs> is great. That was, like, a great touch to that story right there. It's a little nuance where MJF is a goddamn genius, man. Again, that's one of the best, again, one of the best storylines going on the, on the show right now. I think it would probably be the best right now. Easily, actually. I'm thinking about it. I, I, FTR. I, yeah. I, just, you know, I like, I dig Wardlow's entrance, but for like this match, I'd love for him to come out to the Black Sabbath's War Pigs. <laughs> just Jeff- own it. <laughs> War Pig. They're yeah, giving they, they're giving Sean Spears he cut a promo on. Yeah, Sean Spears cut a promo, a pretty good one on a rampage, calling him War Pig. Yeah. So again, I like how AEW does that. He use, they use these ancillary characters to maintain the story, and and it really builds the, the stories even make makes them that much better. So again, a great this was great job MJF. Just keep on keeping on and putting out quality stuff, and even though. Are we tired of, okay, here are going to be four or five obstacles I get before you wrestle me. He did it with Cody. He did it with Jericho. He did it with Punk. He does He does this thing where he put, it's the same thing over and over again a little bit, isn't it? I, I know we wants to talk it, shit on MJF. It's repetitive, but uh, I like this being part of his character. <laughs> it is. He, he does it well. So I can't complain. I've been entertained every time. It's like, to me, one of the top two reasons to watch the show. Always. Yeah. And he always has been. So. He's always been a top th- at least four. Yeah. You know, and, right. and ever. And I think he made, kind of made a turn when 
right at the Moxley point. We, we challenged for Moxley right then and there. He started being a focal point of the show every single solitary week. He did the Moxley thing. Then he did the thing with Jericho. Yeah. Then he did the thing with Beer. The pinnacle was formed. Then he did then the whole thing with, with Darby and the whole thing with CM Punk. I mean, MJF just can, keeps on putting out banger, banger, banger storyline out consistently. It's it absolutely been an incredible run for this young man. I still don't think he should go to WWE for Christ's sake. God damn. But anyway, yeah. But Wardlow, do you think he's a world champion for the next two years? Yes. You'd have to say yes, right? I mean, he's just yeah. a freaking beast. Over with the crowd. He should be the TNT champion. I think they're doing the whole gotta be a worker thing. You know, I don't know if he's that level where he can go out there week after week and have banger matches. You know what? He's got a presence, and I'd want that. I mean, I'd want him to have gold out there, sort of like Miro. Yeah, well, hopefully he'll be back soon as well. That would be that'd be a hell of a match, Wardlow and Miro. Yeah. Wow. But then, but Wardlow's the face, and it's like he's popular. Like he's built. He's air. He does aerial moves. Uh, the chicks dig him. You know, it's yeah. like you, you got everything going there. Yeah, give him like the most coveted title on TV. That might be in his future. I'm not saying it's not. You got to. Uh, I'm just saying that's the way I'd go. I mean, instead of Scorpio Sky and like all this stuff that's going on at this moment, is like, he already elevated past the TNT Championship yet? I know they they said that the TNT Championship was supposed to be just like the eight the World Championship in terms of prestige. That never happened. You can make yeah. the argument it really died with Sammy Guevara, blew his load on it. <laughs> uh, hello. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Am I wrong? I, again, it, it's 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 amazing the impact that this. I, and I'm not saying it's thing. because of that. It's kind of like the tattoo with Cody. Like yeah. that wasn't really the reason why he started to have a really shitty storyline, and things started to fall fall apart. The seams. But the audience couldn't get over it. But it was right around the same time. Yeah. Like it was less than three months. After he got that fucking thing, he started getting booed. So it's yeah. the same kind of thing. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Wardlow, yeah, he's a world champion in the future, and that's why. That's why I said, like, even I, I would veer him into the TNT Championship side of things soon, um, and just give him a nice run with it, man. Like he is over as anybody can be, and I think honestly, like, if Punk wins the title, right against Hangman. You're probably going to see MJF maybe sort of scratch at that all of a sudden again. And now they're going to feud for the belt. Huh. Well, I mean, you would think MJF and CM Punk, that's where you, that's where MJF wins a championship. You would have yes. to say that. You'd have to say. And you would hope it would be in Chicago. <laughs> and he does it in the most <laughs> fucked up way you can win a match. I, I know it. It's either Chicago or Long Island are the only two places I want to see that match. Yeah, and, and and Tony Khan would be an imbecile if he didn't book it that way. But anyway, but good, great things on ahead for Wardlow, and I think AEW starting to look up. I'm really looking forward to with their programming over the next couple of weeks. Speaking of which, we go on to a new possible alliance between former foes of the likes of Hogan, Andre, Flair, Steamboat, Hebner, Hebner. I'm- 
which of course we're talking about yeah. Danhausen and Hook were bitter, bitter enemies, and now they find themselves at arms battling a foe. I forgot who they were fighting with. Who was who attacked them from behind? I honestly forget. Um who the hell? Oh, Tony Nice. Oh. <laughs> Is he any good? He's not bad, but it's like got a good body. Know. He's like he's like a he's like a pack, but like a pack if he was a dork. He's a less of a bastard type of pack or pack. And you know what? Do you give a shit that pack is back? Are you tired of this whole like I'm gonna I'm here for three weeks, I'll see you in four weeks, I'll be back for another two weeks. I, I think he I think that situation in the House of Black are really just lost a lot of interest. They had an opportunity to strike gold there and they drew it out and now no one gives a fuck. Nope. So there's yeah, still I a couple know. of hardcore House of Black fans out there, but I have seen nothing from Malachi Black recently for me to get excited. I, and I love and I loved it. You know how excited we were for yeah. his storyline. And I get be patient. I understand that. It's almost a year, homie. Right? Like, well, yeah. Like, I agree. What are they doing with them? What's going on with Julia Hart? It's been six months. Was it six months now? Like, why are they pumping the brakes on her? Like, why is she not permitted to, like, join yet? Like, and we're just going to allude to it and allude to it. Well, so stupid. She's been doing the brooding eye patch thing for it's got to be for four or five months by now. I mean, it's, it's what the fudge, guys. Seriously. I mean, I think it was the fall. I'm not What's even the payoff. What's the payoff on this? It, it just makes it's it's long term storytelling. No, it's long storytelling. Yeah. It's not long. Several, several O's, O's in there. Um, but anyway. yeah, it's gotten to it's gotten to the point where like the House of Black segments, I'm even like sort of fast forwarding through them. Yeah, I because I, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not going to give up hope, hey. but they have they have a long way to get where they were. I'm the excitement about Malachi Black when he first came over. That excitement's gone, and the faction hasn't really done much. The Buddy Murphy debut didn't really make an impact. Did not certainly didn't move the needle. As um, it wrestled, I, I haven't. Again, I just had. Again, I get patience. I understand having some patience with what's going on. It just seems like. He hasn't been given the opportunity to tell his story the way he wants. I really believe that. And until he's been able to give consistent time on television, Tony's this is dragging a little bit. And that's what I think is happening because there's too many things that he was talking about in the beginning of this storyline of to come. And the fact that we've really had a bunch of inconsequential feuds and two members added but really no spice and a couple. And then again, he did run Cody. I mean, Cody's in WWE now, so he killed Cody off. So yeah, I guess there's that, yeah. but I, I, you know, I just, I'm, I'm running out of patience with the, with the house of black and I'm running out of patience with the, it's hard to run out of patience. I'm, I ran out of patience with Alex Abraham just dressed up like Eddie Munster. Yeah, it's true. Even though they got the payoff though. They got the payoff they wanted with with, with Ray Phoenix this past week, so maybe it, that whole Thank thing you. was just because of that. 
It's like after three, it's like after three months of dressing like the Crypt Keeper, here's Ray Phoenix. Big payoff. It worked. It worked. The, the payoff. I don't know if it was worth all of it, but I'm glad he's back to normal. Let's just do, let's be happy for that. So, what are your what are your thoughts on the Hook Danhausen thing? It's like um, I, I'm, you know, like. You know, in accordance to what we discussed on the Vladi Dotties, Hook was my rookie of the year and what he had three matches at that point. And uh, I'm big on this guy. And I think he's like really talented. And he has the world in the palm of his hands if this is played right. And on the same, on a different level, I see the value of Dan Housen. There's an entertainment aspect of him, right? Absolutely. But I don't know if it's wise to go the buddy comedy route, like the buddy cop comedy route with with Hook at this point in his career. Like he has yet to really have a pay-per-view match, right? Did he have one at he he wrestled the pre-show, the last one. Okay. So that still doesn't count to me, if we're gonna be honest. Right? Like, like I agree so, with that. So like so like why not have him against like a a decent talent? And and I don't know, like off of the top of my head, um, I could have said Frankie Kazarian, but it doesn't look like he's gonna be available, right? He'll he's probably going against Sky, right? Um I also wouldn't go, I don't think I'd go the route the Kazarian route. I would probably be yeah, I'm I'm just like thinking like who'd be a good worker that can kind of test hook, but hook catches them with his different style and you put him over in a good way. It's a good match, but hook is, it's not even been there. No break, but maybe like hook gets caught here or there. And it's not by any means a squash match. It could be, I mean, it could be Kazarian or you could even go Dustin Rhodes. You can go, um, there's a few ways you can go about it. Uh, it can't be somebody, it would have to be somebody like that though, that, Really, probably has no chance of winning a championship. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, like this. Yeah, this is like you know, like they're gonna. Uh, I don't want to call them enhancement talent, but it's somebody that knows the business, and it's like, okay, there's something to this kid, and he needs his first good moment. And they could have done this on this pay per view in Vegas. There's a buzz to it. We're building up to the uh, to the Forbidden Door one afterwards. You could have given us something there, and like I don't know, what do you think? They, what do you think they're going to do with Dan Housen and and Hook here? They're going to make him a tag team. <coughs> well, I'm trying to think back. I think that you can get some mileage, get Hook on television, and ca- a, a little bit more consistently without having him wrestle every single week. Because he's been impressive, but if you're seeing him wrestle every single week, he's not going to be that impressed. He's not Goldberg impressed. And I Ooh, say that, but, they're not, but, but he's not really wrestling every week. He's wrestling once every two weeks. He's either on, he's on, he's been on rampage as well. He's, he's on rampage often. Okay. He's been on rampage. He's on rampage. I think at least once every, every two or three weeks, maybe once a, he's definitely wrestling minimally once a month, once a month for sure. But that's what still I think like it's that. too. Yeah. Like, like Keith Lee's wrestling more than him now. Swerve is wrestling more than him. Yes, yeah, we just had a good match. Swerve's good. I like Swerve. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm with you if you want to keep the dominant 
young st- rising star up there. I think the problem, I think maybe that they're trying to, to do something. A, I could see Hook turning on Dan Housen at the end of it because he's being cheered. He's being cheered left yeah. and right. And we don't know enough about his character to dislike him. And I think we need some more depth to the Hook character. This might be a way where you get him into some funny bits. It's easy with Dan Housen, and Dan Housen has been doing comedy wrestling for years. You can have him on television, go in there and do a lot of the wrestling and, and stuff that still make him look good, put him with whomever. And I don't know. I believe that was probably the way they're thinking about going about it. And then after everyone that really likes them as a group, Hook turns on him and he starts getting, and maybe he gets the heat that way. Because right now, they might not be able to take him in the trajectory that they thought because the guy's getting pops every time he goes out there. Yeah. So, but he's also been facing heels. I mean, you talk about a good wrestler that can put him over. That's who he wrestled at the, what the, at the pre-show, the last pay-per-view went against QT Marshall. So, and now that I remember who he faced. So I think they're taking their time with him. I think this is a way to get, maybe get more, depth to his character, get some good moments, some comedic moments, and then possibly turn him heel, make him a little bit more of a bastard. That's what I think they might be trying to do. And that does make sense to a certain extent, but I get what you're saying. You're trying to make this guy a serious badass. Now you're going to have him running around with some goof who goes around and tries to curse people. I mean, he got, yeah, he got pissed off at him stepping on his chips. He really likes his chips, though. That's that's the one thing about Hook's character that we can all agree on is that he really likes his chips. I like chips. Me and Hook. Yeah, like it. Yeah, you guys could. You have a strong bond there. Good connection. Chips. I have so many chips. He would love me. I eat so many chips. I eat so many chips. There's the those delicious chips, and sometimes I'll get some sauce on them and dip. I like chips. I'm, I'm going to go get chips. I'll be right back. Good. All right, go for it. I, a part of me actually wanted thinking it would might be a funny thing, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep the show professional and keep the train moving along. We're not going to go get chips because Hook likes chips. Okay? That's not what we're doing here, folks. <laughs> All right. So, on with so, uh, so in your summation, now you you think Danhausen and Hook should not be teamed up at this moment. Now you want to keep Hook. You want to keep Hook on the trajectory of just being a badass young kid. Yeah, like and also like he, is he connected to uh, Team Taz? Like you haven't seen him interact with with um, uh, Hobbs or or, uh, or what's his name? Uh, shit, Ricky. Uh, Ricky Starks and Hobbs. Yeah, Ricky Starks. Yeah, I'm sorry, I had a absolute Ricky Starks. Yeah. Yeah, so like you haven't seen him interact with those those two in a while, right? No, I think again he's getting cheered, and he's he's one of the most over baby faces on in terms of getting cheered and getting pops. He's one of the biggest pops of the night, and I think that's the problem. So they're they're booking him almost like they've been booking him like a baby face the last couple months. So you don't want to put him with two of their top mid card heels. So like if he's getting over as a baby face, you're thinking that you're going to turn him heel again? That's yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. So I think that's what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, no, I got that. But that that's why, you know, why do you think they're going to do that versus just keeping them as a face? 
Well, then you're going to have to, I mean, it's team Taz. I think that they want him to be more of a menacing. I think um, more of a menace. I think they had an idea in mind. So you think they're going to keep him a baby face. It's that's tricky to keep him with team Taz, unless it's quite simple what they can do. They can just have Hobbs and Starks turn on Taz and his kid. Bingo. There you go. And team Taz is now a face faction with hook being the leader. I don't even know if they'd be a faction. It might just be those two. I think you want to keep him kind of, you can have kind of like a Rocky thing too. Almost like a little Mac thing. If you remember Mike Tyson's punch out, because he's not a big dude. Took bigger than his father though, in terms of height. So we'll see, but yeah, so that's might be the way to go. I, I worry about having that much of an ascension as a baby face because his character may lack depth moving forward. I think it would be a turning heel and being, you know, a good mid card heel for a little while would be good for him as a, as a character and as a wrestler. So when the baby face turn comes, what have you, and I don't think it would last long anyway, because the crowd seems to love it, but you're probably right in terms of the baby face thing, turning on team Taz, because they might be like, well, you're caring more about your kid than us. And what have you, yeah, but as, as he should, he's, he's his dad. And it's yeah. like, the, I think, yeah, I think the fans would be all about Taz uh, and his son. It'd be Taz like a, a cooler, tough guy. Uh, Taz cut those promos. Yeah. Those like pissed off promos. Cause we haven't seen pissed off Taz yet. It's no. always been business Taz. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely right. And uh, yeah, I just, I think it's a good combination, man. And uh, I mean, imagine hook with the FTW championship. Oh, there you go. I, you know what? You sold me. There you go. So this you, is a way you, that, you, that you, hook you with absolute Ricky Starks. Look at that. Absolutely. Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs are going to turn on those motherfuckers. I love it. We have, uh, so we moving on over to WWE folks and we celebrated Randy Orton's 20th year in the WWE 14 time world champion unteenth time. Every other kind of championship you could think of, particularly the tag team championship as recently with riddle. Randy Orton might be at his very best right now. Love seeing this organic, joyous Randy Orton having so much fun. He says he's got 10 years left in him. Folks, he may very well be the man that breaks the coveted, coveted record held by John Cena. Thank you, Bubba Ray. And he's right. (laughs) There's somebody else, but I forget who it might be. Yeah. Huey. No, that's not him. The Ultimate Warrior, did he win 16 championships? No, no, not him. Uh, Coco, beware. It was the Birdman. Do the bird, bird, bird. Do the bird, bird, bird. Do the bird, bird. Also sang the, also sang the title track on Piledriver. <laughs> right? They were all in the construction scene. Anyone? There's a little picture. Look at that. Look at Hulk Hogan. <laughs> well, that was, that was classic. It feels just like a pile driver, yeah. Pile driver. I don't re- remember this song at all, man. Oh, come on. It was on the second WWE album. I probably punched out. If Ultimate Warrior was around that time, I probably punched out before that masterpiece came out. I don't think the Warrior was around then. I think it was a little earlier than the Warrior. Or at least he wasn't yeah. at the pinnacle yet. I think we're talking, we're talking like WrestleMania 3 or 4. 
Man, I'll, I'll have to double check and see it. Maybe I'll be reminded of it. Sometimes love, it just feels fake. You can tiptoe around, but don't make a sound. I'm pretty sure those are the lyrics. That's fucked. We'll leave a link. We'll, we gotta leave a link hold on to that. The video. I have to find the video. Sometimes love, it feels just like a pile driver. Yeah. You gotta, see, right there, you got to redo this. You got to remake that song. Oh, my God. That's what we're going to do. That's exactly what we're going to do. It can't be hard. That. It can't be. It was on the same album as greats such as Stand Back by Vincent Kennedy McMahon and that I remember. Cars by Rick Derringer, which, of course, was the theme song to Strike Force. Ah. Rick Derringer, also famous for singing. It might not have been Rick Derringer. I'm not sure about that. Oh. Well, <laughs> we're, we're off. Making the- shit up. How did we get from Randy Orton to here, folks? We're singing Coco Beware. Ah, yes. Coco Beware, the 16th champion with, with John Cena. Randy Orton. What yes, did sir. you think? What did you think about the video package? I thought that was beautifully done. The show itself, how he hit five RKOs, two on Kevin Owens. And where he's going, it might even be more incredible than the first 20 years, because I think his best years might even be ahead of him, or at least some of them. My God, man. You know, I never thought, like, especially when he first started, that I'd be a fan of Randy Orton. But now, as he's sort of uh, going towards the sunset of his career here, I like Randy Orton. I like him, you know, from what he seems to indicate about himself in interviews. Um, As a wrestler... At this age, what he continuously does, he's impressive. Puts on a decent match. He's consistent. He gives a shit. At one point, he didn't. Mm. And that was really apparent. Now he gives a shit, and he's enjoying it. And now it's like that energy is going from him to the audience and back and forth. And, you know, it's great to see it, man. It's really just a positive thing for professional wrestling. Like when he goes and breaks this record and you know, it's going to happen. People are going to start mentioning him as one of the great ones. I hate, I don't know if I'll ever, I don't even know if he's top 10. I hate to say it. It, He has that longevity and one of the best finishers ever. He's in the conversation. He's been a part of factions. He's going to be in the conversation, man. Oh, my. He already is in the conversation in many circles. I just what's your favorite Randy Orton match, homie? You know, we're talking WWE and I, it's almost like the Roman thing. Okay. It's like I, I don't really say, oh, I got to go and rewatch that Roman match. And, and we're probably and if I we were going to say that probably the one with Seth Rollins is the one I would go and see. <clears throat> so um, it's a similar thing with Orton. You know, I wouldn't go back to the edge match that he had. That was like sort of long and drawn out. Um, you know, none of the Bray Wyatt shit. Oh, my God. I mean, think about that. He's, his career survived that Bray Wyatt stuff. <laughs> and and it's it's interesting just hearing. I, I watched him on McAfee probably about three weeks ago. And uh, he filmed it around the time he was at WrestleMania. And Orton was just like very honest about like, his career, um, like he, where he mentioned, he, he just would go out there and not give a shit at times. He yeah. was just collecting a check and man, like 
his, I don't know, I got to put this, how he's looking within and has adjusted his life. Um, it's really apparent. Now he's a mentor to these guys too. Like he's, he mentioned, he's the guy at the back of the bus where he's bullshitting with these guys and, you know, just talking about life and stuff to do in a ring. And he even said, he's like, he was, he was pretty forthcoming. He was saying, he was saying that he doesn't really have friends. Like he's like, my friends are those guys in that locker room. Basically they know exactly how I live. They're doing the traveling. We can all relate. Like, and I thought about that, like who in the, like, like who out of his kids, like softball team or baseball teams are going to be like, Hey, I'm going to go hang out at Randy Orton's tonight. And it's, you know, Joe, the electrician or, you know, yeah, you know, Bob, the cop it's, it's two different lives, man. Like it's going to be hard to relate besides just like the kid thing. So when he said that, that was, that, that really had some gravity and he's evolving into a really good champion. And I love Randy as a face. He is, he, it's just, it's cool. It's almost like a, I don't know, man. Like I, if you, if you and I just threw darts at a dartboard and just were trying to guess at Randy Orton and, and Riddle connecting on this level and be so over people would have said we're crazy, but look at it, man. It's really turned into something cool. I mean, Riddle can get anything over with somebody as the straight. And Randy Orton yeah. is doing a master job. We saw it with, what's his yeah. name? So as soon as they interacted, I was like, this could be something special. But you just assume they would screw it up and have right. Orton turn on him a lot quicker than, than he did. And now we're pushing, I think they've been together for about a year now. So, and Randy Orton has called him a friend. And a friend. To, and yeah. And to your point about Randy Orton saying that, you love him as a face. I feel like, and he said this, you mentioned, he said that he went out there just collecting a paycheck and he didn't really care. I felt like there was many times I watched Randy Orton and I felt that. Yeah. I felt that back in the day. I There were so many times I was like, this guy doesn't seem like he gives a shit. Yeah. I don't believe what he's saying right now. It's the sound rehearsed. It kind of sounds like Baron Corbin cutting. He used to, sometimes it was monotone where he would almost sound kind of almost how Baron Corbin cuts a promo these days. It's like right. not genuine. Now he's having fun. He's getting to be himself quite a bit more than he ever did. And he's having a lot of fun, like we said, and he's coming across honestly. And that's why I think one of the reasons all of a sudden, both of us seem to be putting a lot more respect on Randy Orton's name than say we were a year ago. I really believe that. I think it's the most honest version of Randy Orton we've seen in those 20 years. Yeah. It's a fair statement, man. <laughs> so yeah that's what i got to think about that's what i got to say about randy really it's 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 uh it's really pleasant to see this like uh turn out this way for him question for you what did you think about them taking the unification tag team championship match off the table and making it a six-man tag between Drew McIntyre, RK Bro against the Bloodline, I, I already else. had my I already had my piece yeah. about it, but I got to hear Vladdy Dotty what you thought. Of course, it was on the pre. Of course, as you may know, this it was on the very first ever moment in the Valley just a couple of days ago. It's excellent. It's excellent uh, way to plug that. that was it was the second one, actually. It was the second one. Sorry. There you go. Um, it's a cop out, really. It's a blatant cop out 
to go this route. Like, why wouldn't like why wouldn't you have the Usos against Riddle and Ark uh, like uh, Randy Orton at this point? What are you afraid of? Like, what neither want a job to each other? Like, you don't have a plan going forward. Whoever like, Vince Vince changed his mind to have the unification title match. No, that's as simple as that. Vince just simply changed his mind. He's like, oh, I don't feel like doing that. You know, just cut that out. I have Roman rip the contract up. But but Vince, uh, he's the one who wanted it. Should we have someone else maybe rip it up? They're the baby faces, damn it. Why would they rip up the contract? Don't you know anything, you idiot? Roman rips up the contract. Get me Cody. Ah, <laughs> Cody, my boy. And, yeah, and then like and then here you have McIntyre in the mix. Well, they had to get McIntyre with Roman, bumping elbows with Roman eventually. McIntyre yeah. is in no position anymore to take that title from Roman. It's not going to be McIntyre. McIntyre's yeah. his iron was hot a year and a half, two years ago. He is not the same. He does not have the same level of excitement. I wonder why. Nice feud at WrestleMania. Um, he doesn't have the same excitement. He has that sword called Angela. Is that that is that its name? It was named so. after his mom, apparently. So I'm not going to make a joke about it. Even though it's representative of Vince McMahon's cock. Here, grab my sword, son. People will think you're devastating with that thing. You know, carry a big stick, right? Ha, 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 pal. It's a metaphor for my penis. Understood, Vince. All right. I'll take it with me everywhere I go. Yeah, you better, you son of a bitch. All right. Well, enough about sword jokes, sword fight jokes between Vince McMahon and Drew McIntyre. They had to get McIntyre and, and Roman to have their little program. I'm hoping it doesn't go to SummerSlam. I'm really praying McIntyre and Roman are not going to be nearly as interesting as it would have been a year ago. It's just, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I'll have an open mind to it, but I'm not really excited for it. And the I mean, Usos and RK bro, or are they going to just dissolve and not fight each other? I don't know. Um, McIntyre Reigns, you're just going to build that out, build that up as the last two guys that beat uh, that beat uh, Brock, right? It's just the obvious thing to do there. Yeah. Oh no! I mean, it. I think as soon as he was drafted to SmackDown, I think a lot of people were speculating Drew would even get the shot at WrestleMania, but yeah. they were able to parlay that. He he had the program with Happy Corbin. Which you know, just you put you put it in somebody in a feud with Happy Corbin, then just strap a rocket to him. That's it. Blast off. Blast off time. It's kind of like usually if you win the onto the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, it's career death. <laughs> Baron Corbin is the only one who has survived more than a, a more than a year or two. Well, Cesaro lasted a while, but he never amounted to much. Yeah. But Corbin, he's still standing tall, man. Jesus. But anyway, so that's the way to do it. I just don't know why you would even have, did they just change their minds? So they're going to basically just totally throw off the whole RK bro. Uso. Match? Maybe they, maybe, maybe they don't, maybe like, as you would think that the Usos probably would have went over. That's the way I think anyways, but, um, Maybe with how popular Orton is with Riddle, they're like, ah, we can't do that. They're going to get pissed. Got to sell merchandise. Do you see those 420 shirts? They sold like weed. Why do they? 
What does 420 even mean? I don't get it. They're RVD fans. I always didn't know and understand why RVD did that. Well, remember why, why we made him drop the title so quick? Yeah, he was like, blood blazer, a reefer addict, pot puffer. He listened to jazz. He listened to jazz. <laughs> I forget which movie it was. I, I'm not even going to say it because I don't want to have to edit anything. <laughs> oh, the jazz musicians. Anyway, so. Yeah, I don't know what we, Jesus Christ. I I just, I don't know what they did it for. Again, it just shows lack of direction. And I think it's a big part of what Smack, the problem is with SmackDown. SmackDown's been a disaster. I talked about it in the last a moment in the Valley. SmackDown's been a disaster. It's been an unmitigated disaster. It's been the worst show, wrestling show on television. People say NXT part 2.0. I haven't, I don't watch that. I'm not sure. But SmackDown's been really a piece of shit since about a month out of WrestleMania. Yeah, if I was Fox, I'd be pissed. And you know what? They're building a backlash in a bad way. They're building a backlash as like like the most important thing that's going to happen is Ronda's going to win the win the title. Well, you know what? Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> We're going to try to get it over. It'll get over. It'll get over. Let's keep trying. It worked with Roman. It might have took 6 years, but we got it done. We finally got it done. Persistence. Five and a half years, and now he's the biggest star ever. Five and a half years at the top of the card, and now he's the biggest star in the company. Good job. What did you think about Rhonda saying that she went off on the fans because she was playing the heel? I think she's full of shit. Do-da, do-da. She is full of shit. Her heart was broken when those fans booed her out of L.A. She was supposed to be the sympathetic hero being tough leaving to a champion's cheer because she got up and walked away from the beating Charlotte Flair gave her. In the meantime, Charlotte Flair turned heel. And when she turned heel, she got the biggest pop she got in months. That's how they have booked since Jump Street, Charlotte and Rhonda. They have no idea what they're doing. It's a disaster. And there's that. Get me Drew Gulag. Gee, and, and, and I don't even know what's going on with that. So we're just having Drew Gulak go out there and get beat up by Charlotte Flair every week. Is that what we're doing? He'll get his ass kicked. And that's what funny because you're the masses. Yeah, and she's less than a man. She's and she's such a badass woman. She can kick your ass, you little bitch. You cuckold little bitch. Yeah, little cuckold, aren't you? Come here. Come here. Linda, come here. Anyways, before we have to edit anything the fact (laughs) the fact remains is that again then at the top of the car on smackdown has been now for almost three months and it's been terrible the entire time and they keep on doing it smackdown has become completely unwatchable if it's not Sami Zayn or roman reigns involved it is an unwatchable program it is that simple great absolutely right man so there, God damn it. And I can't wait for this. I can't wait for this shirk off pay-per-view we have to pick. Oh my yeah. God. I have no idea what the matches are. We have the six-man tag. We have Ronda Charlotte. Is Bianca wrestling anybody? I have no idea. Don't, it's not Sonya Deville, right? 
Is I have it? no idea. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to watch Raw tonight. We'll probably know more. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't know. But we'll get to, we will get our picks to you guys Friday morning right here on our YouTube and our Spotify. We're going to be doing the WrestleMania backlash picks here. Vladdy Dottie and me, Silicon Steve, out here at High Spots and Cheap Pops. A bonus podcast this week for a pay-per-view. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so after the Randy Orton, any other thoughts on Randy Orton's 20th anniversary? And do we want to talk, to, or did we want to go into the, his place in history in terms of where you think he is? Is he a top ten? Is he a top five? Is he a top three? Where would Vadi Dotti put Randy Orton? Um. I would say he's in the top 10 without going like just, I was rattling off a few names, but he is legit top 10. In my, my mind, he's probably even pushing when it's all said and done and he breaks Cena's record. And if he holds any other belts, a few other times and actually has a decent run here for the last say out of these 10 years, if he has like seven decent years, that really adds to his career, man. All right, I'm going to give you some names. We're going to yes. play. We're going to play a little fun game here with Vladdy Dottie right now, folks. Going to play a little game. I Is love games. Andy Orton better than? And I'll give you the name. You tell me. Okay. Ready? What's the criteria though? Just this. Just my my reaction. Yes or no. All right. So the criteria is. Best all time, man. I mean, what do you, what do you, what else you need? You know? Like, am I like? Championship, like total package, it's like we're total package. We're talking total package. Right. We're talking and impact. What's the parameters? Yes. Impact, personality, promo. You know, character, personality, promo, yes. in ring ability, and and then you can do championships if you want. Okay. Here, Hulk Hogan. Um, you know, his star has fallen. All right, Hulk Hogan before he's dropped the end buck. Okay, yeah, no, Hogan. <laughs> All right. Hogan. Thank you. Ric Flair. <laughs> Ric Flair before he whipped his dick out in front of a woman the one time he did it, right? Just the one time. It, well, that's, no, it was more than once for sure, but I it get was a where joke. you're going. It was a joke, yeah. clearly. A joke. Yeah, yeah, because he was a repeat offender, and this is where that goes. So before that was known, yeah, you got to go Ric Flair. Okay. <clears throat> Pardon me? Yes. All right. American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Randy Orton. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Being fair. That's fair. <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho. Whoa, I'm surprised by that one. Brett the Hitman Hart. Hitman. Shawn Michaels. Ooh. Shawn Michaels before he dissed Dax from FTR. Oh, uh, before? Uh, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. Undertaker. Taker. Triple H. Triple H. So we're Sting. at nine. Sting. I'll go Randy Orton. Yeah, I can see that. Never liked Sting. 
You son of a bitch. It stings. You ready? You ready to get bounced out of the top ten? Ready? John yes. Cena. Yeah, you gotta go Cena. So now he's Brock Lesnar. Oh, you gotta pick Brock. <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking top 20. He might not even make 20 now. I'm thinking about it, folks. I'm gonna give you one. Good. Roman. Oh, I think I take Randy Orton still. Easily. Okay. Is it they 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 are the same product? It's push them early and hopefully they'll eventually be really great. It was the same exact thing, except Roman really paid a lot more dues than Randy. Right? He didn't pay a lot of dues. He did some OVW stuff, but he was thrown into the spotlight at 22. Roman, I don't even think, got called up until he was in his early 30s or late 20s. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was a little bit of a different story. He had to go, uh, you know, he had a football player and did what he did in the, in the NFL. That story career. He's your tribal chief. Yeah, story career, like all this, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> don't um, alienate the most powerful family in wrestling outside of the McMahons <laughs> The Rock Stone Cold Yeah, yeah, Rock Stone Cold definitely is above, uh, is above them, him as well I mean, so at the end of the day is Randy Orton really a top five? That's what I'm saying That's that, when, when people say top five or top ten it's like, are you doing the grand spectrum? And there might be a couple other guys that I'm forgetting. Well, let me, put, let me forget it. Kurt Angle. I, I, so if he wrestles, if he wrestles for another ten years and he wins a couple more championships, and you add that longevity, that's how many more WrestleManias that he could be involved in. Well, we'll see what yeah. he does because don't forget, there's a lot of WrestleManias he was involved in that were go bullshit. Both Fiend matches, both Bray Wyatt matches were bullshit. Yeah, yeah that, those were bad. <laughs> those were real bad. Chris Jericho. That should Chris have been Jericho better. and Orton. I mean, you might put Orton over Jericho, but then that disparages everything that Chris Jericho has been saying because we we've been calling Chris Jericho as he in the top five of all time. So you talk top five of all time. It's it's really subjective, too. It really, really yeah. is. So who the hell are we? I don't think Randy Orton is a top 10 of all time, though. I think he's top 20. Subjectively okay. speaking. Subjectively speaking. As of this moment, I'd agree with you. All right. But there's a the, his, if he wrestles another ten years, that's maybe a stock you'd want to buy. Absolutely, but we'll we'll see what's. But they have to be good. It just if they're three or four world championship and the runs were like the last two he's had, is it really that big of a deal? The last two he had were joke runs. I think they both lasted a month or two. So he's had a lot of his championship title reigns have not all been great. They really haven't been. Especially right, the right. most recent ones. It seems like they just gave it to him just for the fuck of it. You know, but then again, he had a great heel run a year and a half ago with Drew McIntyre where he did win that championship. So Randy Orton has had a very great last three or four years. And by the way, folks, you go up and down the annals of history, the professional wrestlers who really, when they really know what they're doing, have their classic matches. Oftentimes it is they, they are in their mid, mid 40s or, you know, late 30s, mid to mid 40s. You look at Bret Hart, you look at Ric Flair, you look at all everybody. Mid-40s, if they aren't the kind of wrestler that needs to jump around and, and have that, even Shawn Michaels did. If you have that opportunity, that's when it seems like they the mind and body all kind of come together. Unless you're a Jeff Hardy where you need to jump off of a building and do a lot of crazy shit to get over. But Cries of attention. It's an addiction. 
An addiction. <laughs> the Hardys still don't. The Hardys yeah. do not entertain me. I don't like this. We're the Hardys. We're just Team Extreme. What? But we're old. I this. Okay. I never got yeah. Jeff Hardy, man. I and I know going to get killed by He's some a weirdo. Going to get killed by some of the fans. I I was always a Matt Hardy guy. I always like I like the personalities, and yeah. I don't get that jazzed up over jumping off a of tall things. It's like, oh, it's crazy. God bless him, but I mean, I'm not doing it, so somebody's got to do it, I guess. But uh, it's going to be fun to see them in this swan song that they're going to be doing. They're going to have some matches with FTR. They're going to have some matches with the Hardys. There's so many matches for them to have, and I would assume the Hardys will be AEW world champion at some point. In fact, I wouldn't mind seeing them actually take it off of Jurassic Express and then have maybe the Young Bucks take it off of them. And then you have FTR and Young Bucks three for the championship. That would be something I could dig on. But I digress. Sorry. My phone. You're, it's okay. You were digressing. Yeah, I digress. So on our way, we scoop beyond Mosey on over back to AEW. And it was announced very unceremoniously, I would say, even though. I, don't know. I have a lot of thoughts on this. CM Punk hangman was announced double or nothing. It will be going down. Presumably CM Punk wins this match. What was your opinion? Hangman probably was going to be involved in some kind of angle that night, but he did connect. He did contract contract COVID. So the match after the really great FTR one-on-one match, that Punk was doing good color, color commentary for. It's announced CM Punk will go up against Hangman Adam Page at double or nothing. And Punk cuts a pretty vanilla, I don't want a cheesy, it was a cheesy promo. I don't know. You're going to be in for a fight. It was cool, I guess. I guess it goes with his character and what he's trying to do now. So I get it. But I want to see the gloves off. And I think we'll get it. I think you're we'll going to get it face to face. Yeah. So CM Punk and Hangman, the way it was announced, them fighting. Your thoughts on the main event for AEW Double or Nothing, Hangman Adam Page and CM Punk for the AEW World Championship. Can't wait for it. And I'm looking forward to Punk taking them, taking the strap off of them. And uh, it's just time. Uh, oh. Hangman needs, yeah, he, Hangman needs to evolve and defeat here. And uh, I, and I say this not, like, you know, as if I'm against Hangman, I think I'm actually, you know, I, I kind of th- dig his matches. If anything, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of his, but, you know, I definitely am more positive towards him than negative as far as what I've seen and, and seen. But, like, they could definitely improve on him. And um, watching the disbelief from, like, Tony Khan and the way he booked him is what sort of hurt him. Um, so you can't really turn to you know, turn back time here. Punk is immediately the one that everybody wants to see. You know, when those chords hit on his entrance, that place is electric immediately. Now you put the title on him and you have him cutting promos on people. It's it's a good way to get people and eyes on your brand. And he's somebody who could really be an ambassador to go to get greater success. They've, you know, this is something we alluded to earlier in our conversations. 
AEW is not growing their audience. It's the loyal faithful just tuning in every week. So they've got to start trying something different. And, you know, this is an important time for them. And, And who could carry that ball? It's definitely CM Punk. So I'm excited for it. I wonder if one of the reasons people don't give AEW a better chance is because their fans are such assholes on the internet. Yeah. They're elitist pricks. A lot of them are elitist pricks. I know because I'm one of them. (laughs) At least you admit it. But I love WWE too. And I get the anger that people have towards WWE and the way they monopolize the creative part of pop culture professional wrestling. And in many ways might have destroyed it forever. Who knows? AEW is that experiment to see if professional wrestling, real professional wrestling, the way many people see it, is the way of the way it should be, or at least there's still a place for it in pop culture. That's the question. But uh, you know, I at the end of the day, we'll see what hap- we'll see what happens. I, I I just think if enough people watched AEW, they'd like it. However, I will say this. I don't necessarily put it on Tony Khan too much because of Adam Page and and Hangman Adam Page and and Adam Cole. Those guys are good enough where they should have told a better story. No, definitely. You know, you can't put that on. I mean, Tony Khan, it's his his, his responsibility. But at the end of the day, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing yet. He's had a lot of luck and he's had a lot of money. He has a lot of great, talented guys around him. But at the end of the day, I don't know how great Tony Khan is in terms of, you know, he's a long way off for doing with Vince McMahon done. Yeah. I, I, and I mean, with, with Paige and Cole, I was expecting like, you know, some stories, uh, you know, storytelling about like ring of honor and bullet club stuff here. And instead I've got the, uh, the passion of the Bay Bay on good Friday. This I mean, is- this is where it ended. Yeah. You know what? I got this idea. If you look at the schedule, good Friday, we're wrestling live on good Friday. I kind of look like Jesus, right? Well, you do. Probably about more than Kenny, for Christ's sake, with that ridiculous. Uh, Kenny had that. Kenny had that ridiculous facial hair going on. It, the visual just wouldn't play that well, buddy. He says, "Buddy, too," just like Tony Schiavone. Who does? <laughs> Hangman. I'm kidding. Uh, he doesn't. Uh, hang on, hang on. Um, but I, I think this is going to be a good. Like you said, it's going to be a great storyline for Hangman to be showcased and really pull his his title reign. Give it a nice little bow. It's not been a terrible run. It's definitely been the least impressive of all four. But you look at the first three. You have John Moxley, Chris Jericho, and Kenny Omega. Those are gigantic shoes to fill. And Hangman just wasn't ready. Yeah, let's be honest. But it's well, it's, all, not time. but it's time. It's time, and we'll see. I really hope that the gloves come off metaphorically in terms of verbally and also in terms of physically. I would like this to be an absolute. Uh, embattled in a, and really heated rivalry. I don't think they're going to go that way. It's going to be babyface, babyface. Maybe even see Hangman turn heel at the end of it. Who knows? Yeah. Because he's not quite as popular as he was a couple months ago. No. He's going to start drinking again, and CM Punk is going to pick up on it. He's going to nitpick him, and he's going to just crumble. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to <laughs> talk to him like he's his mean uncle. <laughs> What are you drinking again, Hangman? You got the bottle to your mouth again, you piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, you're drinking again, scumbag. 
Look, everybody, Hangman Adam Page is a scumbag again. He get booed out of see, he can't go that route because he'll get booed out of the building. See, that's not a good route for Punk to go. It just isn't. That's a great heel heel maneuver, but yeah, it's the most obvious play. Do you have CM Punk turn heel soon too? It would be out of nowhere. Yeah, it would. Popular? I don't know. We go on to the Owen Hart Cup. Your thoughts on this? The Owen Hart Cup is in full swing. Dax Harwood is my boy. I I think he's going to have a Dynamite Kid-esque run in this tournament. Pretty good there. Do you get that reference? Uh, what the tournament? Yeah, like actually, I don't. He went to the semifinals against Macho Man Randy Savage in the classic, which was won by the junkyard dog after he backdropped Randy Savage over the top rope and did not get back in the ring in time. Savage went wrestled four times at night. First of two different pay per views that he would go four times in one night. Lost the first one to the Junkyard Dog, but of course, famously winning the second one at WrestleMania 4, beating Ted DiBiase with Hulk Hogan coming down in his corner with the lovely Elizabeth. And that is history. Later died of a cocaine overdose. So out of the Owen Hart Cup, it's been an absolute brilliant, brilliant couple matches here. Darby Allen and Swerve was fun. Samoa Joe was fun. It's going to be an outstanding tournament. I like these tournaments. It's good wrestling. But is it too much wrestling for AEW? Are they, are they going to get, grow their audience, or are they interested in growing the audience with putting out professional wrestling, which is usually more than half the show? Um, I don't think it's too much. What I th- here's what I, here, like, before I get on that point, let me ask you this: the own, I'm I'm cool with the own heart cup. I'm I like that he's getting this sort of uh, acknowledgement. He deserves it. He was a great talent and a truly tragic figure in 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 the history of wrestling. However, let me ask you this: What does the winner of the own heart cup get exactly? Oh man, they get to win. They get a trophy. And, and by the way, we have to make a correction. It is not the Owen Hart Cup. It's the Owen Hart Foundation Cup. Foundation Cup. Yeah, I'm sorry. Foundation Cup. So, okay, so they OHF, win that. bud. Okay, so they win that. Like, is there any consolation prize? Like, do you get a world title shot? I'm not sure. You would assume at least a TNT championship or yeah. go up in it. I think... You would you would think something big would happen. You would think there would be some kind of carrot at the end of it. The prestige is great, though. I mean, it is a prestigious thing to to have Owen Hart involved. But it sounds like there's going to be an issue with Bret Hart, and there were some issues with Bret Hart and Martha, and that'd be one of the things that might be holding up Bret Hart. I don't believe Bret Hart, and it was called out that that is not the case. Bret Hart did not sign a Legends contract. That was a yes. firm. So Bret Hart could sign with AEW. I don't think he's part of this Owen Hart Cup Foundation thing because he and Martha Hart, Owen's widow, have not been on great terms. That's sad to hear. Um, I hope to see them both there, especially with this being the first one. Um, But I just wish they put a little bit more luster on this. Like, this should be leading to something. 
There might. Not I mean, only, it's still early. Yeah, the tournament yeah, like, hasn't only, even started yet, really. The tournament hasn't yeah, like, even not only, like, not only are these wrestlers like, the winner of this, they are now, you know, the number one. Like, they get, you know, they push past the rankings. It's almost like getting out of jail for free, and they can call their shot on either title. I hope yeah. they do something like that. I hope but so, yeah, too. Other, yeah. But, yeah, otherwise, man, we've seen some good wrestling, and – you know what, like getting more eyes on it or like, you know, do people dig this? The people that you want to watch this are watching it. And what you have to do is just figure out a way. And and, and here's where the entertainment value is. Tony Khan probably should consider going into his, his pockets or his, his dad's account or whatever, however it works, and start bringing back like the Snoop Dogs, other celebrities that you can sort of intertwine, Tyson, and just get cross-promotional eyes on it and then hopefully enough people are watching it that way that they start digging some of the wrestling that's involved in it i think that's the only way that they can compete otherwise like what they're trying to do is just really stagnant at this point and trying to grow their business that's the thing and i don't know again i think a lot of us get into the habit of comparing them to wwe just comparing them to a good business they they really stopped growing and i'd be really interested to see on if the pay-per-view does well, because they need a good pay-per-view. They, I mean, they, they put out consistently great pay-per-views, but there definitely is not as much of a buzz with AEW as there used to be. And part of it might be because Cody went over to WWE. That was the biggest, that's been the biggest signing in a while on either side. Uh, They have other couple things is Blackpool combat club. You have Brian Danielson and Moxley, Two of your top five stars, they're basically in a mid-card faction right now. They haven't done it, despite how popular they are and how badass they are. They have been a mid-card faction, so they need to get more out of them, more bang for their buck out of that faction. You need to bring Kenny Omega back. You need to get the Bucks and, and Adam Page. You need to get those guys involved in a storyline that's a lot more interesting than what we've seen the last couple of months. Those are some of the things that they need to do to get break out of this, and we'll see what happens, I think, because MJF is still going to be good. And now you have something really special in the heel way happening with Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti. They are getting heat nuclear. And yeah. I don't believe it's go. It's, it's, it's more reminiscent to me. It's a lot more reminiscent to edge and Lita than anything else. Some people have been saying Miz and Maurice and other no, things. I no, think this is, Lita. Yeah. this is definitely more edge and Lita and they're going to get worse and worse and worse. And I'm not sure what they're doing with Scorpio Sky and Paige Van Zandt. Are they going to be ba- both baby faces? Sky was super over as a baby face recently. And I was kind of surprised that Sky got the title back. That was really weird. He got a huge pop, but this yeah. title, wow. I mean, they've been just ambiguous and almost foolhardy title changes that made no sense. Like, why not just like, did these guys need to change the title four times? Yeah. It's been a lot of late. Not to mention the two with Cody. Yeah. Like, what was the point of any of these title changes? Yeah. It just, that's what I don't get. And I'm sorry. It does lessen the title right now. I don't think the title means as much as it did a year ago. Sorry. It's a fair statement. (laughs) Ha ha. That's two in one episode. Boom. Yeah. And what, what was with Sammy's spot there where he decided to jump off the ladder and just land on his neck? He fucked up. <laughs> it wasn't, there was nothing more to that. 
he fucked up. Either he fucked yeah. up or Sky didn't do enough to protect him. But it's a, yeah. that's a, it's a crazy, he's, he's just, he, he, you don't know where you're going to get hit. That, that was, it's a yeah. weird bump to take and it's a weird spot. But hey, like you said, he's a little crazy. Sometimes when he does, I mean, it was embarrassment. Every WWE fan that hates AEW, they were definitely posting that left and right. Yeah. And rightfully so, because that's what people do on the yeah. internet. And, you know, and I thought that the uh, barbed wire on the ladder was a little bit over the top, too. Well, again, a lot of these, a lot of this stuff is tricks on the independent scene that they're doing on television. Yeah. So I just think the title is not super impressive right now. And we have Sky have, I mean, what was the point of Sky dropping it even? And what's crazy too is Lambert is a heel. A good one. So like, yeah. And like they're giving it to Sky who's now almost like, He's a he's a face being represented by a heel. I fans want to cheer. For, fans want to cheer for Paige Van Zandt. I do too. But yet, but they're represented again by the guy that is like basically calling them idiots for watching this shit. I, I Paige Van Zandt just stepped in shit. Like I don't think. I mean, she was getting heat herself. Yeah. It's just the fans hate Sammy and Tay Hi. that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, sorry. They yeah. hate them that much. So you're in a situation here where I think it's an easy fix. You just have Ethan Page, Paige Van Zandt, and her husband all turn on Sky. It's that's an easy fix. Boom. Let's think, Sky get through this. And that happens. I think Ethan Page is more of the face, like, uh, like, like he. I think he could get over as a face more than Sky. Even fans have been reacting to him of late. Well, I think they're interacting to both. I mean, Scott, I mean, you come on, the Philadelphia crowd was on their feet when Sky won. So I, I think it was just a circumstance. I think yeah, maybe, that, beat, that might be the way to do it, but. Cause he's the guy that actually beat Sammy and they hate Sammy, but I'm saying Paige is getting out, you know, you give him the microphone. He's getting over just with his personality at this point. He's got great size. I think he's a, I think he's a future champion. Yeah. So you would turn Paige, Ethan, all ego, Ethan Page, baby face before Sky. Yeah. All right. Because I think one of them has to stay with Lambert. And whoever stays with Lambert, I think Paige Van Zandt and her husband stay with them as well. Because Paige Van Zandt is not meant to be a baby face just yet. And I mean, she's already a better professional wrestler than Ronda Rousey. So there's that. It's not saying much. She just looks the part. She's amazing. But that's where we're, that's where we're at with that. And we got a lot of other things going on in the world of professional wrestling. Vladi Dottie. We saw Monday Night Raw, one little tidbit. We saw Finn Balor and AJ Styles, leader number one and leader number two of the Bullet Club, got together and they did a little too sweetie sweet tonight yep. in arms. Is there a possible faction going to be reunited? And if so, who do you put in the faction with Finn Balor and AJ Styles? That's a good question, man, because it's like the beginning of like the rebirth of a club. Perhaps you can make these guys a tag team or you can add somebody to this mix. And you catch me a little bit off guard, but I'm trying to think who would be a decent eater. I mean, Damian Priest would have been a cool one, but he's a member of Judgment Day. Uh, That's their name. Their so name is Judgment Day. Ju- Judgment Day. Ooh, Edge, you scary motherfucker. You Ooh, Edge. Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Like Terminator 2. Yeah. 
or like a pay-per-view or like a, or like a pay-per-view from the attitude era. Right. <laughs> it was. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think like who would be a decent heater or member with the club. Hmm. Anybody come to mind for you? <laughs> yeah. I would say it would be stupid. Now they'd have to change their entire thing. I would say go out and get them two big sons of bitches. I know Shanky and Veer. Boom. Just book it. Book it now. Isn't it? <laughs> Have you been impressed with Veer at all or no? I haven't watched it at one segment. No, I haven't. Okay. They basically took the Rusev playbook and threw it at this guy. What? Is he in a bunch of brown pounty matches? Viagra and a Rusev? No, Rusev. Oh, I thought you said Russo. No, like no, Rusev. Russo. No, 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 Rusev. Okay. It's basically this, even a similar move. This, this submission hold that he does. What's the submission move that he does? It's almost like the camel clutch, but with one arm. That's stupid. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the big... I mean, the fact he took two months to get here, it was kind of ridiculous. Or like, But now he's here, and he's creating havoc. Just ask, just ask Dominic Mysterio. Uh, so... The uh, pile driver video opens with the honky tonk man and Jimmy Hart in a Cadillac. And they're trying to drive through, and Hulk Hogan's there with a, uh, and Hulk Hogan's there with a uh, sledgehammer. There you go. Triple H probably got his idea from that video. I'm positive that Jimmy Hart wrote that. I think Jimmy Hart wrote that song. You got to do a parody of this. You got to do a different version of it. Uh, we will. We will. But that's Pile Driver. So it does exist. And it's right on YouTube. If anyone wants to check it out, we'll put it in the, we'll put it in the little remarks on the side. Wow. <laughs> so I, um, I would, what, what's Bear, not Bear Country? What's the Bear Country representative in WWE? The Viking Express. They're, I think they I think they sent those guys to NXT by the way. Uh they or they're appearing there. So Do they need you a one want, big guy? I mean one you, you, you think one of those guys should go to uh the club? Oh, I don't know. Just good nice okay. tag team. I don't think either one of them should be the be a tag team. I think you should put those two guys. I mean, you got two great workers right there and I don't I don't know. I don't think there's anybody honestly, I don't think there's anybody I definitely would include. Unless you yeah, change somebody's, maybe. unless you change somebody's character a little bit, you have to change their character. Like they would, they wouldn't be able to be Vikings anymore. Uh, okay, they should be uh, lumberjacks. Maybe dinosaurs. That's more realistic. Mm, the Vikings, Vikings actually existed, right? Along with dinosaurs. Well, no one was a dragon, right? Ricky the Dragon Steamboat oh. was a real dragon. Wasn't really a dragon, though. I thought you were talking about Luchasaurus. Oh, I was originally. He's, okay. Ah, what a promo he cuts. He's so entertaining, right? I, I just, in fact, we just heard it. 
I got other. I, by the way, before we get out of here, I had another another pick Vadi Dottie's brain. Sure. Couple guys, but we're going to get into that in a second. This is a good segue because we're going to talk about his partner, Jungle Boy. Um, but Luchasaurus, they have less is more with that guy. You could tell that's exactly what their philosophy is. He's wrestling less, he's speaking less, and he's more over than he's ever been. Interestingly. Yeah. But I wanted to give you a couple names and tell me if you think they're going to be AEW world champions, not. Regular, TNT. not TNT champions, world champions. Quick little list. couple slam dunks. couple that we may have thought was a slam dunk, but not so much anymore. First one, we talked about it. Jungle Boy, is he a future AEW world champion? Probably, yes. Okay. That's one I, I struggled with myself. Right now, I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to say yes. But I could see it being he, that way. He's like the one of the one of the chosen ones. Yeah. Speaking of chosen ones, yes. Sammy Guevara. Yeah, she's definitely gonna be the world champ. All right. Wardlow. Definitely. Is Moxley gonna get another title reign? I don't think so. That'd be a shame. I think he deserves one more shot. I think Kenny gets is the first two time champ though. Yeah. Does Hangman Adam Page ever win a championship again? It's going to be a long time. Very, very. I would agree with that. Adam Page, Adam Cole. No. Wow. Who would have thought Adam Cole, Adam Cole, baby, would get a no out of Lottie Dot. Brian Danielson. Yes. <laughs> Wheeler Yuta. I'm going to say no. Daniel Garcia. No. Is Chris Jericho winning the AEW World Championship one more time? No. Is Baron Corbin winning the AEW World Championship? <laughs> I'm just joking. If Vince books it, yes. Hey, I'll let you have Baron Corbin, but he has to win your championship and bring him back to my show. I'll let you have him for a million dollars. He's brilliant on the mic. He does whatever I tell him. I, I, yes, I don't know, Vince. Is. I'm just kidding. Tony Khan is not a cokehead. Seriously, folks. Whoever. I, 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 why? He doesn't even have any mannerisms of a cokehead. He just, he's excited. He loves wrestling. Poor guy. Poor guy. Uh, Anyways. What, are, what about Adderall? Hey, I don't know about that. He's rich. He can do whatever he wants, right? Anyway, we are here. It's high spots of cheap pops in Silicon. Steve Alley with Vlad the Impaler. Vladdy, Daddy, anything else on the table tonight? We busted through a litany of subjects. Everything catching everybody up here in the world of professional wrestling. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Uh, it was even better. So are you ready for your picks? We are tied going in. We only have two pay-per-views left, and we are in a dead heat going into the final two pay-per-views of this term where I put the purple nurple on the table. We go head-to-head once again this week in WrestleMania Backlash. I don't even know the card. That's a whole thing. Yeah. I got to start studying for this exam. Well, we're going to go do that right now. We're going to go check out Raw. Check out Moment in the Valley. That'll be coming out. 
tomorrow morning. So that'll be another one. And then check another one out on Thursday morning. And ladies and gentlemen, this is Silicon Steve Valley. Body Dottie. Anything else we got in the world of professional wrestling or on your mind, brother, before we get out of here? Uh, no, no. We covered it all tonight. It was great hanging in with you all. And, uh, you know, until next time. Keep the dream alive here. End at the lesson from High Spots and Cheap Pops. We'll talk to you guys later. Please like and subscribe here on YouTube or Spotify. Like and subscribe. That's right. Subscribe and like. Don't forget to like.